It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Friday the 25th of February. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Wither. Ukraine is once more woken up by the sounds of explosions. Peace on our continent has been shattered. We now have war in Europe on a scale we thought belonged to history. And the country's president begs for more aid to fight back. The most powerful forces in the world watch from afar. Have yesterday's sanctions persuaded Russia? We see in our skies and feel on the ground that they are not enough. Times of London Daily World Briefing. On Thursday, full-scale war returned to Europe. In scenes many considered to be from another age, air raid sirens blared, explosions rocked buildings and civilians sheltered in subway stations. Thousands fled Ukraine. NATO Secretary Jen Stoltenberg said it was a dark day for Europe. Peace on our continent has been shattered. We now have war in Europe on a scale and of a, and of a type we thought belonged to history. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky announced that 137 Ukrainians and military personnel were killed and 316 wounded on Thursday. Meanwhile, the UK's Defence Secretary Ben Wallace said on Friday morning that over 450 Russian troops had been killed. As would be expected, the military situation on the ground is far from clear. However, senior British defence sources described the attack as straight out of the Russian playbook, with Russia simultaneously invading from land, sea and air in the north, south and east, attacking 10 Ukrainian regions. 
The infamous site of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster on the path from north to Kiev was captured by Russian forces. But according to the Ukrainian government, in a late-night battle, Ukrainian forces retook a key airport near Kiev from Russian special forces. In a chilling incident in the south of the country, an audio tape has emerged of a Russian Navy ship telling a border guard post on a Black Sea island to surrender. I am a Russian military ship. Repeat, I am a Russian military ship. I propose you put down your arms immediately to avoid bloodshed and unjustified deaths. In the worst case, you will be hit with a bomb strike. I am repeating, I am a Russian military ship. I propose you put down your arms or you will be hit. Acknowledge. Russian warship, go yourself. According to President Zelensky, those border guards were killed. Retired United States Army Lieutenant Colonel and former White House National Security Council's top Ukraine expert, Alexander Vindman, told Times Radio that it didn't appear like Russian forces had gone in as hard as they could have. Frankly, the, the blows that Russia has landed are not as heavy as I thought they were going to be. Uh, Russia has the capability to launch significantly more cruise missiles, conduct a much heavier aerial bombardment. They didn't do uh, as much on uh, in terms of reducing the command and control, disrupting the political leadership. Uh, they have not done things to degrade the, um, you know, the infrastructure, utilities. They didn't really launch much of a cyber attack to disrupt. Uh, they seem to at least initially maybe adhere to this line of going after uh, bases, but that's turned out to be pretty false. At the end of the day, however, Russian troops had taken a foothold in many parts of the country. But Ukrainian forces were fighting back, while the government said that it had handed out 10,000 rifles to ordinary citizens on Thursday. On Friday morning, citizens of Ukraine were woken up for the second day to the sounds of war. Many had spent the night in bomb shelters as missile strikes hit the city early in the morning. Interior Ministry Advisor Anton Hiroshenko has said that Friday will be the most difficult day as the Defence Ministry said that Russian forces were moving on Kiev with reports of gunfire in the capital's residential and government districts. This audio came from Executive Director of Investigative Journalism website Bellingcat, Christo Grozev in Kiev. Kirill Mikhailov is with the conflict intelligence team in Kiev and spoke to Times Radio. They've been apparently advancing uh, on land uh, from Belarus. Uh, uh, the Ukrainians have uh, blown up uh, several uh, bridges uh, on in the northwest uh, of the city to stop their advance. And there has been unconfirmed reports uh, that uh, Russian uh, convoy has been uh, hit. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has ordered a general mobilization, calling up conscripts and reservists. In a speech to the nation, he said that Russia had named him as target number one, wanting to destroy the head of the state. He vowed to remain in the capital with his family. Later, accusing President Putin of targeting civilian sites, Zelensky called on the West to do more. This morning we are alone and defending our country. 
just like yesterday. The most powerful forces in the world watch from afar. Have yesterday's sanctions persuaded Russia? We see in our skies and feel on the ground that they are not enough. On the way, despite a heavy police presence, Russians are taking to the streets to protest Putin's actions, and we look at how the world of sports is reacting to Ukraine. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Leaders that make up the G7 met virtually yesterday to decide a course of action after the invasion. The group consists of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom and the United States announced their new, more aggressive sanctions over the course of Thursday and Friday. The first to speak was UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Putin was always determined to attack his neighbour, no matter what we did. Now we see him for what he is, a blood-stained aggressor who believes in imperial conquest. Johnson announced a 10-point sanctions package that would include the freezing of assets from some of Russia's top banks and preventing Russian companies from raising funds in Britain. The big Russian banks are deeply integrated in the global financial system, meaning these sanctions could be felt worldwide. According to data from the Bank for International Settlements, European lenders hold some $120 billion of foreign banks' exposure to Russia. The EU said their next package of sanctions would target the ability of the Russian state to access the EU's capital and financial markets and services. Next was Canada's reaction, where the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced a package of sanctions that include targeting members of the Russian elite, as well as major Russian banks and paramilitary organisation the Wagner Group. U.S. President Joe Biden followed by announcing new sanctions targeting large Russian state-owned banks, as well as elites close to Putin. U.S. banks and individuals have also been banned from trading Russian sovereign debt. He has much larger ambitions in Ukraine. He wants to, in fact, reestablish the former Soviet Union. That's what this is about. And I think that his, uh, his ambitions uh, are completely contrary to the place where the rest of the world has arrived. And Putin's aggression against Ukraine will end up costing Russia dearly, economically and strategically. We will make sure of that. Meanwhile, Ukraine's ambassador to Japan, Sergei Korsunsky, begged for additional aid, explaining the need for more defense against Russian missiles. We continue to request to ask our partners to provide us with additional anti-missile equipment we do have some, and we operated, as I told you, we already shot down seven airplanes. This is not small, uh, taking into account that Russian planes are good. Uh, but we still need stingers, we still need additional assistance, because that's where they have superiority. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Around the world, people have taken to the streets to protest against the Russian invasion. Many showing up outside Russia's embassies and consulates to voice their anger. But most notably, there have been demonstrations inside Russia. (laughs) 
That is the sound of Russian police detaining protesters in Moscow. In fact, there are reports that hundreds of people have been picked up on the streets. Ukrainians and supporters from Australia to Argentina have been marching in solidarity with Ukraine. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with the response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine in the world of sport, here's John Jackson. The sporting world has been quick to react to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. UEFA will today announce the Champions League final will no longer take place in St. Petersburg whilst Formula One drivers including the current world champion Max Verstappen and four-time champion Sebastian Vettel agree it would be wrong to race there this year. German Bundesliga club Schalke have ended a 15-year partnership with Russian state-owned energy supplier Gazprom, removing their logo from the club's shirt with immediate effect. Meanwhile, the men's tennis governing body said that next week's ATP Challenger event in Moscow will now not take place as scheduled due to concerns over player safety. The crisis in Ukraine is of course rapidly developing and we will keep you up to date over the coming weeks and months about the situation on the ground and what it means for the rest of the world. For now, this has been your Times Daily War Briefing for Friday the 25th of February. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.